1: Welcome to the 66th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. For the episode Overlords, uh, I am Mike Cohen, your uh, your Frontlines podcast host, and with me is my co-host Matt Crinky. So hey, hi,
2: Matt. what's going on, everybody, Clone Wars fans? Yes, we're going to be talking about Overlords, and wow, Mike, we're taking a a whole different spin on this series right now. And oh, dude, uh, this ridiculous. Yeah, this is like. Yeah, we can't even, let's just wait until we get to the, uh, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's hit it, though. Let's, let's get right into the news.
1: Awesome, let it.
0: I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. This is just the beginning. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. I have my orders from the Emperor himself. He has something special
2: planned. This is where the fun begins. I think we've got something, sir. Good luck. You're going to need it. All right, and the first thing we got going on, Mike, I mean, there's not a ton of news going on, uh, so as you can tell uh, by our
1: rundown here, but uh, Legoland, uh,
2: did you get a chance to go to Legoland when you went down to LA? I didn't
1: know because okay. it's, uh, it's closer to San Diego, right? Right, yes. Yeah, so no, we uh, that was sort of one of the options. We didn't go anywhere near San Diego. We stayed at Disneyland, so.
2: Okay, um, well, Legoland...
1: That was my focus. I wanted to do the Disney <laughs> thing and I wanted to do we did we did uh, six days out of the ten days we were in California in Disneyland and then Actually the other, that's good though. Yeah. Yeah mm-hmm. uh, we did three days visiting family and that sort of thing and then one day at Universal, which I definitely like I totally would have switched out the one day at Universal for one day at at San Diego. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't feel like a day was enough to do San Diego and like the the you know yeah. all the stuff that's down there because, like you're saying, like we got Legoland and, and uh, the zoo and Sea World and everything. SeaWorld, just, yeah. I just right. couldn't do it justice in one day, so that's yeah. on the. It's definitely on the books for the later trip, <laughs> nice. especially especially now that this news has come out.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is some some pretty cool news. March 31st of this year, we're gonna have uh, some Star Wars Miniland at yeah. Lego Legoland. So we were down there a few years ago and this would probably would have been good for us had that been there because um, my kids were a little older and, and they couldn't get too much out of Legoland. A lot of the rides are geared more towards the, uh, you know, I don't know, five, six and under. But well. if they had this here, this would have been would have been cool. Um, uh, they're doing, uh, looks like, they're basing this all on the six live action Star Wars films, so you got, uh, and actually Clone Wars too. So um, 13 months in development, 2000 individual models. Um 1.5 million bricks, so you know, obviously a ton of ton of Lego bricks here. But you know what, here's what they're doing. They're doing um uh, Tatooine from uh, Star Wars, okay? And then what else we got? We got uh I guess the Cantina and the Starport uh, where the Millennium Falcon will be installed. The Rebel Hoth for the Empire Strikes Back. Uh they're doing Endor from Return of the Jedi. And in the prequels, we have uh, Naboo, Geonosis, Kashyyyk, and Mustafar. And in the Clone Wars, they're going to do Christophsis. So um, I thought I would put some pictures in here, but I didn't. But in any rate, Legoland, and it's, pretty, it's a pretty big deal. This, it's a lot of news yeah. about that going down here. So anybody that's going down there uh, might want to check out, uh, to San Diego, check out yeah. Legoland, man, March 31st some uh lego stuff going on down there and who doesn't love star wars legos come on even though they're a little expensive
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is the pricier of the collecting (laughs) yeah to be into but uh but definitely definitely awesome stuff you know what i find with lego that's the hardest is uh is finding a place to put it yeah because it takes up a lot of space like i've got uh over on my filing cabinet i've got the the Episode 3 Jedi Starfighter with the hyperspace ring, the Obi-Wan Kenobi one. Okay, yeah. Um, And then I've got, uh, let's see, Anakin Starfighter from Clone Wars, uh, which was the first Clone Wars Lego set that they did. Mm. And uh, I've got an Indiana Jones one, the truck scene. And, like, that's all on there. And every time I go to look at new Lego stuff, I'm always like, yeah, but where would I put it? yeah because like that's where all my Lego stuff is, and it's full, so <laughs> i'd have to put something away in order to put something out right Right. which just uh i don't know that's always difficult. I always find that really difficult
2: yeah, I got to put them up uh, my sons usually build a lot of Legos and they put them up I had to build a shelf around there uh, mm. towards the ceiling of the of the bedrooms, uh, just to keep them away from uh their friends and stuff because they'll want to come in and mess with them and yeah i have the big x-wing the big uh i want to say almost two two thousand piece uh x-wing and uh yeah man it, just moving that thing around you, you, stuff starts to fall off because yeah. it's just so heavy and yeah. uh but yeah well and you really know what the,
1: with the star wars lego it's so difficult for me because um i want to display it as the set that it is Right. But the thing with Lego is that you take it apart and you rebuild it, and you take it apart and you rebuild it, right? Mm-hmm, right. But that doesn't... Like, when you get the Star Wars Lego, you put it together once, and then it just kind of sits out. Yeah, if you got to display a, it, yeah. Yeah, if I bought a different Lego set, then I'd maybe get a little bit more enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I just don't buy that much in the way of Star Wars Lego. Yeah. No, mostly, mostly what I get, and it's harder to come by now, but just this past Christmas, actually... They released a new uh, the mini scale uh, ships. Oh yeah, yeah. They released the uh, the the Jedi assault ship, so the, the little assault gunship thing, right? Um, or shuttle assault Shuttle, shuttle right? Say. Um, <clears throat> so I got that. That's the that's the latest Star Wars Lego set that I've got. But again, like even with that stuff, there's so many of them now that it's hard to find a place.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Legos, I love them, a little expensive, but uh, anyway, yeah, Legoland, no, man, they're going to have, uh, that should be kind of fun, like, you know, the models are obviously going to be gigantic, you know. They oh, got, yeah, you know, you
1: know i some of the stuff online here, and yeah, like, the Millennium feet. Falcon is huge. Yeah, big, you know, they got yeah.
2: a, what, six, seven foot tall Chewbacca, and, and, yeah. and you know, life-size R2, so it's it's kind of neat, those are kind of fun. Uh, other news, uh, fans of Qui-Gon are going to be happy about the new comic coming out, um, it's called uh, The Dark Side, and it's uh, actually it's called Star Wars Jedi The Dark Side. It's going to be a five-issue series mm-hmm. um, written by Scott Alley, and uh, uh, the art is by Mahmood Asrar. And, uh, yeah, comics. And it's kind of funny how those came together. You know, we get Qui-Gon now and Clone Wars, yeah. and uh, we get a comic now. So uh, You know what?
1: Gonna... Uh, I hate to be the one to, to point this out to everybody. But uh, there is this little thing happening. It's coming up pretty quick uh, within about a year's time I think called mm-hmm. Star Wars 3D and in case people didn't realize they're starting with episode 1.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. what you're seeing here is a really really subtle marketing push mm-hmm. towards episode 1 coming out in 3D and uh, it's it's actually been pretty skillful because it hasn't been too on the nose and until... Until this got announced, until this comic got announced, I was kind of just like, "Oh, cool, they're bringing Qui Gon in," but then the second that this comic got announced, I was like, "Oh, well, that's why." Yeah, because <laughs> they're they're trying to push towards uh, Episode One coming out in three D, and uh, they're they're essentially what they're doing is starting the marketing hype before they start the marketing hype right. without letting anybody know. So if like as we'll discuss when we get into this episode uh, into Overlords. Not only did it feature Qui-Gon in Obi-Wan's vision, but it also featured Shmi in uh, Anakin's vision. Yeah. It was, that... was wow. voiced again by Pernilla August, who yeah. played her in the movies. So this is something that Lucasfilm was obviously feeling uh, was worth putting the money into, because you're getting two-name actors to come do a kid's show, uh, and they're not going to make that kind of investment without some sort of Without some sort of backup. Like, you know, like there's a reason why they're doing it. Um, So. Well, look look at something to think about.
2: Yeah, just in your point alone, look at the look at where the Clone Wars is going, bringing all these episode one characters in. We got Darth Maul that's going to be coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows, this Darth Maul thing might come back in 2012, you know, uh, maybe in the Clone Wars next season or, or, you know what I mean? Uh,
3: Mm.
2: End of this season or, or next year, maybe, you know, maybe next year. Uh, that w- who knows when they're going to revisit it? But like you're saying, all this is pushing towards that 2012 episode one 3D. So yeah, clever stuff there. This is going to be on sale. This comic book, by the way, uh, May 18th, 40 pages, uh, two dollars ninety nine cents standard. But uh, it um, looks like it said 21 years uh, before the events of Star Wars Episode One. Uh, it says Jedi Master Qui Gon Jinn is dispatched to prevent the outbreak of a civil war on the ho- on his on the homeworld of his Padawan Exantos. Uh, whose father is king. So that's kind of a little breakdown of where that's going. And, uh, yeah, before Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, uh, like I said, though, lots of ties to Episode 1, 3-D, coming out pretty soon. So, uh, Well, you know, there's one more thing I want to mention in the news. I didn't have it written down here, but uh, I just saw it today, and it was uh, apparently Russell Crowe was contacted years and years and years ago about being in the prequels by George Lucas,
1: Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: I got a little outtake here. It's about 30 seconds long. Take a listen to what he has to say about it. ...to us at Sunrise is that
0: he was considered for a main role in the Star Wars movies. I got a call from George Lucas one day, you know, and he said, would you like to play a character in Star Wars? And apparently he's supposed to say yes. Uh, I said, Wars. what's the character? And I never heard from him again. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And my kids now, I told them that story the other day, and my son Charlie looks at me like the sort of idiot you? It's George Lucas, man, you know, and he's only
2: said, what we do in life echoes in eternity. And I thought that was kind of funny, Mike, because here is Russell Crowe, and, and he talks about this phone call apparently, yeah. and he says, uh, to, you know, George Lucas asks him, "Hey, uh, I want you to be in Star Wars," and instead of saying jumping on it, he goes, "Well, what? You know, what's the character?" <laughs> yeah, almost like George Lucas would say. You know, how dare you ask about it's Star Wars. You're going <laughs> to obviously say yes, yes. but yeah. it was kind of funny. And uh, I could see him doing something in the prequels. I mean, obviously, my favorite movie of his was Gladiator, and you kind of heard a little clip of that. But uh, he does well with those period things. And I, I'm i sure he could have pulled off something really good with, with the prequels. But alas, it was not meant to be because uh, he did ask what the character was. <laughs> and, and that was the last he heard. That was the last phone call he got. And even his kid, like he said, was saying, what are you doing, Dad? It's George Lucas. Say yes. It don't matter. (laughs) But that was uh, just kind of funny. It was something that came out just today. I thought I'd mention that. Uh, What about Russell Crowe there? Anyways, on to collecting, though. You know, we've been talking a lot, Mike, about um, the vintage stuff. Um, And I just had to mention that over at rebelscum.com, they have an interactive menu. And it kind of works pretty cool. If you're into the vintage stuff, you can go over there and find this um, interactive menu where you can kind of see every figure that's out right now, uh, what they look like. You can actually click on the character and it'll give you a whole breakdown of, uh, you know, the year it was released, what the, the, the card number is, and a bunch of other details about the figure. And it's a really cool, really cool thing, especially for collectors. If you're kind of wondering like me sometimes, you go, man, what do I have or, or how much do I need or what's in this or you what's out that? right now? And you can kind of go there and get an idea of of the vintage stuff and what's out. So I wanted to mention that uh, real quick. And they've got all the way up to, it looks like, wave number five uh, out there. So you can kind of go on there and check out. You can't actually see on the wave five. They don't have any of the uh, major details like they do on the other waves. Mm -hmm. But it's obviously updating. It looks like as fast as they can, as much as they get it. So just wanted to mention that. Uh, a couple other things, Mike. Uh, tshirtbordello.com. I was checking this out the other day, and they got some interesting t-shirts ranging from $8.99 to $14.99. And uh, there's, I got four of them here. I wanted to talk about. One of them is called uh, "The Sons of Anakin," and on the, it's actually a rocker. If anybody's familiar with the Sons of Anarchy TV show, it kind of takes that mm-hmm. uh, takes that cue. Sons of Anarchy is the top rocker. Tatooine would be the bottom rocker. It's got Darth Vader uh, with a lightsaber and a kind of a fist grabbing. A um, couple other good ones they have uh, is a, a Stormtrooper helmet with a little tear, a blue tear right on one of the, uh, right below one of the eyes. And it says, I had friends on that Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple other good ones here. You got Hand Shot First, uh, written in kind of the Star Wars logo. Uh, that's going to be a popular one, I'm sure. And the last one is the Admiral Akbar cereal, and it's got Admiral Akbar, and he's eating a bunch of looks like Tie Fighters and uh, stars and uh, whatever. So, kind of some fun shirts So, You know, I'm kind of a t-shirt guy. I got tons of Star Wars t-shirts, uh, and there's got some and pretty cheap too, eight to fourteen ninety nine. Not too bad uh, for some of these Star Wars flavored t-shirts. Uh, last thing uh mike and i know you're an artist mm-hmm. and acme archives has a couple of new prints and uh i don't they're not exactly available yet and these are obviously high dollar type items i think they were running around 3.99 i think it was per per print here but they got a couple of neat ones uh the artist jerry Vanderstelt and Stephen Daly, and they've done these um prints and one of them's from Return of the Jedi. Actually they're both Return of the Jedi if you think about it. One kind of cool print is showing the cutscene. Um mm-hmm. we just got the cutscene from the Blu-ray about Luke and uh him kind of working on his lightsaber and this one actually looks like he's using the force. Is that what you looks like to you? It's yeah. kinda looks like yeah. he's using the force to put it together or, you know, hover the, the pieces of his lightsaber around with a um, image of kind of Darth Vader looking up in the background and R two D two behind him. Kind of a cool little cool, cool print there, especially now that we know this scene's coming and you can kind of get an, another feel of how, another interpretation oh, of yes. what that scene is. And then the other one, of course, is Boba Fett blasting out of the Sarlacc pit. He's kind of wrapped in tentacles and he's got his flamethrower. Looks like it's shooting out as he's trying to get out. And that's always been a point of contention with fans is, you know, did he ever get of that Sarlacc pit? You know, what's, <laughs> what's canon here, Mike? What's going on? Is he out of that thing or what? George uh, said
1: no. George did say no, didn't he? George yeah. said no, like he specifically said no. So,
2: isn't that funny? That, he said no to that, but um, you know, it's like Darth Maul. He'll, he'll bring back and yeah, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, that's what yeah. That. It's a little odd. It's okay. <laughs> Oh well, that's his universe. Uh, what? Anything else caught, catch your eye though, uh, as far as uh, collecting or anything out there? that it's you've, nice.
1: No, no, not, not really. really. No, yeah. this past week's been kind of quiet
2: yeah yeah like I said we've talked about it the last couple of weeks, we're kind of waiting on toy fair and it's getting around the corner. We've gotten a few things from UK toy Fair. Uh, you know, you talked about it last week the Republic shuttles coming out. Okay. And they got some new uh, uh, Ravel models that are coming out that are kind of neat, but uh, we're waiting on the big New York toy Fair and we'll see what comes out of there. So
1: no, I mean like right now I'm really just waiting for a couple of the new waves to come out. Uh, wave eight. Mm-hmm. Is one of the ones I'm waiting for because it's got the new Obi-Wan figure in it.
2: Right, yes.
1: The new Obi-Wan Clone Wars figure.
2: Yes, right.
1: Uh, and it's got that new... Yeah, I don't have a Cad Bane yet, so I might pick this one up because he comes with Toto 360. Toto 360, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, no. That's just
2: images. They don't have any uh, dates for that yet, right? Because I'm still like trying to get Wave 4
1: now. It's just images, yeah. It's Rebel Stump's yeah. just got some up for review, but... Uh, let's see, 2010 Clone Wars Basic Figure Waves 3 to 5 revealed. I think this is stuff that we already all know about. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know what? Like, uh, I'm just waiting to see some stuff from Toy Fair this year of some stuff that we may have just seen in the episode yeah. we're going to discuss because there thinking, yeah, yeah. are some very cool character designs and there's some really interesting stuff that's sort of pointing towards the future of the Clone Wars. Yes. Uh, that undoubtedly we'll make it into action figure form sooner or later. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully sooner rather than later.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah.
1: We'll get into that once we're, once we're talking about the episode.
2: Okay. Well, since we're uh, – should we just get into it now? Sure, let's do it. All right, it's time for the recap.
0: Where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If is he will become a great Jedi Skywalker, I've missed you. Uh, Right. I'm a Soka Tano. Destroy them both. You're both right. Let's make this a bit more interesting. For 800 years, have I trained Jedi? Incoming. Blast them. No. Oh!
2: all right and here we go with overlords the jedi council picks up a 2000 year old distress signal of unknown origin and they send anakin skywalker obi-wan kenobi and ahsoka tano to investigate the three jedi take a shuttle and travel deep into space to rendezvous with a republic cruiser when they reach the coordinates anakin contacts captain rex to let him know they've arrived the jedi shuttle and the republic cruiser are both at the rendezvous point but neither of them can see the other. Suddenly, Anakin loses Rex's signal and a massive black diamond-shaped object appears floating in space. A mysterious object begins to crack open along the middle and it pulls the Jedi ship towards it. Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka are engulfed in a blinding white light and they lose consciousness. Now, Mike, this is like a, i I'll tell you what. I watched the, the, uh, the uh, behind-the-scenes with Dave Filoni and... I had that written in my notes before I watched it. This is one of the most intense episodes that they have done in the show. And a lot of it comes, obviously, later on when we get into some really heavy stuff. But I got a totally different feel when this thing opened up. You got this distress code they're talking about. 2,000-year-old Jedi distress code. And, and here's another thing. We're going to have a lot of questions. As much as I we learned in this episode, I had that many questions. Um, 2,000 years old. And it was almost like a Bermuda Triangle-type thing. Here's the, here these guys come in. Rex is gone. And they have this big monolith-type thing. And I'm starting to get different vibes. You know, I'm getting a vibe from, like, Star Trek or Stargate. You know what I mean? Different vibes of it. And uh, But one thing, uh, as far as the, this big organic mass, what mm-hmm. was your first initial... Um, Feelings when you see this. Do you get any other vibes like the Stargate thing or, or anything like that?
1: I, uh, you know what, uh, it's a, it's a, Death Star. It's just another Death or, Star. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, uh, that's the, sort of yeah. like the first thing that I I thought when I saw it. I was like, that's no moon.
2: Like a tri- big triangle Death Star. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Essentially, that it was just like another take on a Death Star type apparatus. Um, right. That it it was obviously built. Um, because of the fact that it's a giant... Like, it's two pyramids, essentially. Mm-hmm. It starts to separate. You see that it's, like, it's two pyramids stacked on each other. Yeah. Um, sort of, like, mirror, mirroring each other. Right, um, right yeah. So that that was one of the first things that I thought. Yeah. Um, and actually, this whole episode reminds me a lot of the stuff that Alan Moore wrote for, for Star Wars magazine back in, like, the, the 80s. Um, when uh, Star Wars comics were being published here by Marvel, they were also being published in in the UK. But where over here they're monthly, over there they're weekly, and they're done in more of like a magazine format, mm-hmm. um, or at least they used to be back in the day. And yeah. so there were a whole bunch of stories written that actually didn't make it over here until much later, until Dark Horse re released them as Star Wars classics um, that were written by Alan Moore, who some people might know wrote Watchmen and... Uh, Did he do V for Men, Vendetta?
2: And, yeah, okay, stuff yeah.
1: like that. Right. And uh, so he wrote a whole bunch of these really, really out there, weird, esoteric Star Wars stories back in back in the day when Marvel was publishing that stuff. And this episode to me feels so much like that. Because there's actually one story that he wrote. uh, a till, till a toy or something like that. Some, mm-hmm. some weird name like that. Throws a shape. That's what it was called. Oh, okay. It, it was yeah. like this weird... Incredibly odd. Like, you wouldn't know it was Star Wars except for the fact that it was appearing in a Star Wars comic. <laughs> of, like, these weird yeah. gods, like, these uh-huh. weird space gods doing weird stuff that didn't make any sense and it only made sense to alan moore because alan moore is a crazy crazy dude and this episode really feels a lot like that because even the the design of the character of daughter who we'll get to in a second looks like the design of one of those characters from that that comic that i was just talking about
2: mm-hmm. so okay yeah i think you put it best uh, though the uh the millennium falcon uh getting sucked into the death star a lot of people talked about that yeah uh, After they saw this episode, yeah, direct reflection on it. Good point, good point. Um, Go ahead,
1: though. Uh, Okay, the Jedi wake up still inside their ship. Unable to restart the engines or determine where in the galaxy they are, they exit the shuttle to explore their surroundings. They find themselves on an unknown world with lush green foliage and floating mountains. A mysterious voice asks Anakin if he is the one. And the Jedi turn to face a tall and beautiful woman, glowing with white, uh, with glowing white skin and long green hair. She calls herself Daughter and repeats her question to Anakin. The Jedi are confused and don't know what she is talking about. So she orders them to follow her.
2: So we get introduced to the Daughter, and uh, you know we talked about this big organic mass, and apparently it's it's got you know, and there's actually no animals, but there's there's plant life. There's they're talking about changing seasons. Uh, and we'll get to why, I guess, I, I have an idea of why I think the ch- seasons are changing. I think everybody is probably on the same page. But uh, we'll get to that in a second here. Uh, the three Jedi follow Daughter along the mountain path. And Obi-Wan and Anakin notice that the Force has a strong presence on this planet. Daughter puzzles the Jedi further by telling them that she is taking them to the Father and that they are the ones who guard the power. Suddenly, a giant rock comes crashing down on them. Anakin pushes Daughter out of the way, but the two of them are now separated from Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. Daughter leaves, and she orders Anakin to stay put and wait for her. But he decides to follow her anyway, while Obi-Wan and Ahsoka head back to the ship. And I like how Anakin noticed that there was a strong presence of the Force. So right away, we're starting to get ideas. That this is a, I mean, we kind of knew this already, but um, this Force planet... And the daughter talks about the brother causing the uh, the avalanche. Uh, so things are starting to come about here. And some of these some of these shots on this planet, though, the the sweeping shots that they do is are, are what's really fun to watch. Where the they, it's almost like a helicopter type cam, where they they follow the uh, the group guys as they're walking and it kind of pans yeah. along with them. Some of these shots are are really cool. Uh, great stuff. I'm um, to mention that.
1: Go ahead. Uh, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka return to the clearing where they landed, but there is no sign of their ship. The sun, a tall, bald man with red eyes and dressed in all black, appears behind them. He asks them if it is true that Anakin is the chosen one, and he issues a foreboding warning about events that are to come. Thunder booms in the distance, and it begins to rain. The sun advises the Jedi to seek shelter from the storm. Then he transforms into a giant winged creature and flies off. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka take cover in a nearby cave as lightning strikes the ground around them.
0: Something... You didn't do as you were asked. And what was that? My sister said to wait. Did she now? Well, we were unfortunately separated. We'd like our ship back if you don't mind. Not yet. Is it true that he is the Chosen One? what do you know of such things what is about to happen shall occur whether you like it or not you are Sith Sith. (laughs) yes and no the storms here are quite lethal if you want to live I suggest you find shelter
1: what in the universe was
2: that? I'm not quite sure. And there it was, Mike. Sam Whitmer, who we've seen as Starkiller. He is actually playing the Sun. And wow, what a, yeah. what a wild character and a great look to him. He almost looks like a lot of people were talking about how he looked sort of Darth Malachy. Uh, he has the bald head with the, the red eyes and the, mm-hmm. the white face. But a cool scene. And here's where we get uh, it, to... He looks
1: a lot like um, like the the minister guy on um, Utapau. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, got you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Something with an M. I can't remember. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. But, yeah, he looks... I th- I feel like he he's very reminiscent of that design as well. Mm. And I think that's because of, like, the collar that he's got. Like, right, right. That, or around his neck. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and... Yeah. <laughs> As if it wasn't cool enough to see this character, and like he's, his design is already awesome, very, very Sith, like very very primal Sith, like where, where the Sith ethos and where all of their design and, and uh, uh, style comes from.
3: Mm-hmm. Right, like he feels
1: right. very like a proto Sith almost, and I'm sure that if I cracked open the episode one art book. Uh, or even the episode 2 one that oh, I would fine, see huh? its character design somewhere in there. Yeah. Because he seems so familiar. Yeah. But as if that wasn't cool enough. I mean, he, he turns and he leaps into the air turning into a giant bat monster. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, okay, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. and, and that's a, and is, is this
2: part of the dark side? Is this part of the force? We'll find out later what they are, but um, this is kind of where you start to figure out that um, we got the light side and the dark side represented here. Yeah. And, of course, the light side is represented by the daughter. And, and we talked about that scene where they're walking uh, the path and the, and the uh, avalanche comes. Well, if you notice, if you, people go back and watch this, you'll see that the, the foliage and everything starts to turn and almost wither and die. Well, obviously, that is the presence of the sun who represents the dark side. And you'll see that throughout this, the rest of the show is when he shows up, we get darkness, we, uh, we get rain, we get storms. Uh, well, we yeah. just heard that clip. So um, that's kind of where we're going here. we got the light side and the dark side represented here. Uh, great stuff, though. And Sam Wentworth, awesome, awesome Amazing.
1: Job. Oh, yeah. man, so great. And what, what we've got coming from them in the next episode. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, even better, yeah. Uh, Anakin, uh, Anakin scrambles up a mountainside and finds a cave where he can wait for the storm to pass. He looks out and sees a distant mountain with a monastery built around its peak. He figures he can find some answers there, and he travels there after the storm subsides. Inside the monastery, a mysterious old man, the Father, waits for him, and he invites Anakin to be his guest for the night.
1: While Ahsoka sleeps peacefully in the cave, Obi-Wan sees an apparition of his former master, Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon explains that the Force flows through the planet like no other place in the galaxy, and that three powerful beings there seek to determine if Anakin is the Chosen One. He says that Anakin's destiny will be revealed there, and if, that if he is not ch- the Chosen One, then it is a very dangerous place for him to be. With that, Qui-Gon disappears. Now, we've got to discuss this real yeah, quick. Yeah, really. Because with what we find out later on, yes. do you think that this actually was Qui-Gon?
2: See, that was a big question. Uh, at first, I'm at this point, I'm on board. I'm like, yeah, because Obi-Wan's actually awake. He's not sleeping. Yeah. At least that's the way they portray it. Yeah, He's not sleeping. So, you know, it is some kind of vision he's seeing. But, you know, the events that happen in a few minutes here, it makes you think, well, wait a minute. Yeah. You know? And I was going to ask you the same thing, you know, how do you think that's really him? And there's, you know, everybody's kind of split right now down the middle. There some people say, "Yeah, that was him." I saying, "No, it's the it's the Because uh, he doesn't
1: he doesn't really give any information other than anything Obi-Wan already knows.
2: Right. right? Yeah, or or exactly. like
1: Obi-Wan what like the feelings that Obi-Wan already has. Because Obi-Wan has has heard this this character daughter refer to Anakin as the chosen one. And in his mind, he might just be going like, if Anakin's not the chosen one, then this is not going to end well. They're, like, there's no scenario in which him not being the chosen one mm-hmm. is going to go well. So he better be the chosen one. So is it, is it, is it Obi-Wan's own mind playing tricks on him? Is it yeah. one of these uh, uh, personifications of the Force, either son or daughter, messing with his mind like or, or is it actually qui gon jinn coming to him and trying to give him a warning it's really difficult to say and yeah. i think that that's where the strength of an episode like this comes from in that at the same time that we're getting all these answers it it's whether or not we can trust the answers yeah exactly. that keeps it sort of on the edge of like yeah okay this is canon this place exists mortis exists but, like, Dave Filoni was saying in the episode commentary, are, what are the rules here? Like, we don't know what the rules are in this world. Is this, is this even real? Like, is this even actually happening? Or is this, did they pass out on the ship, and at the end of this three-episode arc, will they just wake up on the ship? As if they've oh, never yeah. been and, that, like, that thing was never there. Like, like the, the, the dual pyramids were never even there in the first place. Like, it's... I'd be upset with that, though. Very interesting. Would you?
2: Well... If it, it's all, if it, if all it was all a dream...
1: Impact. I don't know. There's so much good stuff just in this one episode. Uh, well, especially I think, with Anakin. Uh, I man, that'd be that, a letdown for me. Yeah. I think that we can say without a shadow of a doubt that this is not just a dream. But whether or not it's actually happening is also kind of up for debate. Debate, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I don't think... And and I think that being being that it's Star Wars and we gotta kinda open our minds a little bit and we have to uh, have to unlearn what we've learned mm-hmm. and and take it from a different angle, that our understanding of reality isn't necessarily true. You know, mm-hmm. certain point of view. All certain that point things. of view, yeah, exactly. So like from our perspective, real is real and fake is fake. Yeah. But from the perspective of the force, where anything's possible is is it real or is it just another story, sort of? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. so. There's there's a lot going on here for us to discuss, which makes for a really good episode.
2: Yeah, and and I did like what Obi Wan said though. He's telling Qui Gon that, um, you know, he does recognize that the Force is stronger in him than any other Jedi he's he's ever known of. You know, mm-hmm. and he's telling Obi he's telling Qui Gon this, and he's actually kind of admitting to Qui Gon that. He's kind of his hard to train because he says balance is eluding him. He yeah. can't figure out, you know, he's, he's doing his best is basically what he's saying to Qui-Gon. He, yeah. In not so many words. He's just saying, I, I can do what I can, but the balance thing, he's just not, he's just not there. So yeah. I, th- I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, Anakin sleeps in a chamber in the father's monastery. In the middle of the night, he is awakened by his mother, Shmi. Having seen his mother die, Anakin is wary that this is some kind of trick. But Shmi calms him with her words. She tells her son that the death, uh, her death was not his fault, and she tries to persuade him to let go of his guilt and fear. When Anakin confesses his love for Padme and his fear of losing her, his mother suddenly becomes angry. She calls Padme a poisoner and says that Anakin's destiny is not with her. Shmi's image transforms into the sun in his creature form and then vanishes completely. So let's talk about this real quick, Mike. We just we just asked, you know, was this a dream or not? And yeah. here we go. His his vision of his mother. Yeah. Uh, turns out to be the. Uh, they actually have what are the words for these two creatures? A, one, a gargoyle and a Gryffindor. Is that right? Uh, a Gryffindor. Not a Gryffindor, Gry- but Gryffin, what? Is it? Just Gryffindor, Okay. Gry- yeah. <laughs> Gryffindor. Whatever. Harry Potter. Let's bring it in. I don't care. No. <laughs> so the Gryffindor and the gargoyle. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So like we talked about earlier um it wasn't really clear whether Obi-Wan was awake i mean he he yeah. cared to be awake obviously but we did we see him wake up or you know because we here's uh, we haven't got to uh ahsoka yet but as far as the dream that anakin's having wow this is one of the this is where it started to get it, to get intense mike yeah you know i was just like wow this is some crazy stuff here is pad or, padme here is uh shmi telling anakin hey uh you got to let go of your guilt, man. It, it wasn't your fault. You mm-hmm. know, I left you. I left you. I let you go because I knew that was the best thing for you. you were, we were, you know, slaves. And here you got a chance to go out and be a you know, great and powerful Jedi. It's mm-hmm. not your fault that uh, you got to let go of this guilt. And, and Anakin cannot let go of this guilt. We're t- you know, and it's, it's, you it's know?
1: really interesting that this is coming from the, the character that we're associating with the dark side. Yeah, right? that yeah. that son is is the dark side representation, and yet he's telling Anakin you need to let go. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I thought was
2: interesting. Yeah,
1: like yeah, that's the dark rare, side. Yeah, like um now I can't remember because I just watched the the clip today. I don't. I think it's in the in the clip from the next episode where he calls him a Sith, or does he call him a Sith in this episode? in overlords?
2: No, it wasn't. It's, it's in the next one.
1: It's in the next one, yeah. where he calls him a Sith. And he's, like, outraged by it. He's like, I am not a Sith. Like, he's like, I'll destroy the Sith. Yeah. And it's like, so what the Sith have done to the dark side is, even even to this being, who's, like, a, a pure representation of that element of the Force, like, what they do is a perversion. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, the Sith yeah. just really can't win even even the dark side of the force which is the the source of their power isn't in agreement with the way that they use it yeah which which i think is a really interesting way to look at it and like i said like there's so much in this episode that just opens up whole new avenues of discussion it's it's amazing it's like we're we are actually just now being let in on so many of the secrets mm-hmm. uh of what the force is and what what makes it up, and and, uh, and I think that this might even point towards some stuff in the uh, in the new Jedi Order, mm-hmm. stuff like the unifying force and
3: oh and, yeah yeah
1: and that there is no light side or dark side, but just the you know the the human intention
3: mm-hmm. that
1: makes it one or the other and that can corrupt
3: mm-hmm. that
1: that it's not the force itself that corrupts like uh, that corrupts in the way that the Sith are corrupted. But just the, when you're given that power, it's just your mind that corrupts you.
3: Okay, and it's yeah, just that, yeah. like,
1: once you've tapped into that power with the force, that, you know, as Qui-Gon says, your focus determines your reality, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that corruption with that much power, your, your self-image is what starts to taint you. Mm -hmm. Like that's why you see a character looking the way that the emperor does, and oh yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. That it's like it. It maybe it's not the dark side that's doing that to them, but they're doing it to themselves by their actions, by the way that they're they're living. You know, Mm -hmm. right, right. So I'm saying, like, there's so much in this to talk about. There's just so many (laughs) new topics of discussion, and because it's like. You answer one thing, but all that does is lead you into a room with five more doors. You know, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, so you know another thing too is um, I like how here's like you like you're saying here's almost you know the dark side represented by the sun telling Anakin, and they do this a couple times in this episode. You know, your destiny is is not what you you think it is. I mean, it's not with Padme. Yeah. She is, you know, she's going to lead you down a bad path. And, and obviously, you know, he's, he loves his mother. He loves Padme. He's not, he's not going to hear it. Just like any, any guy's not going to hear something like that. Especially a younger guy. You know, they don't want to be told, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is the way it is, you know. So, you know, I can kind of relate to that a little bit. Not, not listening to what's going on. So, man, some great stuff. Uh, I'll continue here. Back in the cave, Ahsoka has a vision of herself in the future. Her adult self cautions her that Anakin has planted seeds of the dark side within her. She tells Ahsoka to leave the planet, and warns her that she may never see her future if she remains Anakin's Padawan. Obi Wan wakes up Ahsoka from her dream. Wakes up Ahsoka from her dream, and she worries that Anakin may be in trouble. Uh, real quick, this is what I, was, I wanted to get to about. Uh, Ahsoka, she's—you actually see her kind of yeah. sleeping, and then we go into this dream. And, and when I was talking about Obi Wan, is the camera kind of fades in on him, kind of come, closes up on him. He's already awake, so like you said, it's kind of—we're not sure yet, Mike. You know whether he was actually seeing Qui Gon. Yeah. He's, you know, it's who, like I said, a lot of a lot of answers and a lot of questions. Uh, yeah. Come, coming in this. Episode. Well,
1: here's here's something really interesting with with Ahsoka's vision is that. Uh, Ahsoka is wearing the clothes that she's wearing in reality Mm -hmm. as as her older self. Oh, right. Which is something I find really interesting because something that we see with Anakin and Obi-Wan is that over the course of the years, they've changed their outfits substantially, right? Like, they, they go from one thing to the next. Right. And they don't wear, like, even as Jedi, you don't wear the same thing your entire life. So, right. this is something that I don't know if maybe, if maybe the, the I don't want to say it because I don't think that it's true, but maybe the animators were being just kind of lazy. They just they just took the model and the textures that they already had and the design that they already had, and they just made her a little taller and yeah, it just made her a little bit taller and and gave right. her the longer head tails and the different the different face and head essentially. Right, but put it on the on on just a slightly elongated body, mm-hmm. or if it was intentional, and I think I feel more so that it was intentional, that that maybe this just be this was intended to be a vision of what Ahsoka thinks she will look like when she's an adult,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and that where like this this might seem like new information, um, Ahsoka's smart and i think that we're supposed to understand that by this point that like anakin she's a very gifted jedi mm-hmm. and like anakin she's going to be privy to information uh, that might that she might not actually know on the surface you know yeah. so she might just be sensing these things inside of herself and and sort of through the the inferences and that sort of thing that we've gotten from from plo koon and some of the other jedi that she spent time with she might be subconsciously realizing these things about herself and not as much the force you know creating a vision for her to see so mm-hmm. um i don't know there's sort of, there's arguments for both sides of it you can kind of see see both sides of of whether or not these are real visions or whether or not they are just like manipulations of yeah of, that- the, of these characters minds like that that father son or daughter one one of the three of them or possibly all three of them at one time are messing with these characters that's
2: what i was going to ask you do you think that was her vision uh of herself was that a creation of the son or the daughter that was a question i had or was that just a dream uh vision she was because she does she she does see visions she's able to do that so um yeah Okay. You know yeah. what? I
1: think there's a there's a very distinct visual cue when someone's having a vision, mm-hmm. and there's a very distinct visual cue when somebody is seeing a force ghost, and uh, we didn't see either of those in either of these things.
3: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: what we right. saw was a ghost, not a force ghost, but just a ghost, just a straight up ghost of Qui Gon Jinn. He yes. was not he wasn't particularly blue colored. He wasn't. Uh, he didn't have that shimmer around him that Obi-Wan and Yoda do as ghosts
3: right. and even
1: Anakin at the end of Return of the Jedi.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's there's a there's a really distinct visual cue for that so that we know that it's a force ghost. And we did not see that with Qui-Gon. In fact, I've been kind of wrestling with this because I feel like there was something weird going on with his eyes where they seemed like kind of blacked out almost in some in some of the scenes hmm. and I got to go back to it and, and take a closer look and maybe blow it up on my computer and, and, and take a look at his eyes. But I feel like they might almost be like black on the outsides instead of white, you know, like where the whites of his eyes would be is, is black. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to take a look at it again to see, but yeah, I just, I, like, that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there was something going on with his eyes. And if that's the case, I mean, I'll also I'll go back and I'll look at, at Shmi and I'll look at um I'll look at the Ahsoka vision as well and see if that stuff is in there because I just feel like there's something more going on here that it's not as cut and dry hmm. as yeah. as we're meant to think it is.
2: Interesting. Yeah, that's a good good thing. I have to go back and look at it myself. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike.
1: I'll see. Where are we? Uh, just after Ahsoka's thing, right?
2: Yeah, after the nightmarish vision, that's where we're at. Just before the clip.
1: Yeah, okay. After the nightmarish vision of his mother, Anakin approaches the father with his lightsaber ignited and accuses the old man of being a Sith Lord. The father claims to be much more than a Sith or Jedi. He calls himself a Force Wielder, then takes hold of Anakin's lightsaber blade with his hand and forces it back into the hilt. He reveals to Anakin that he and his children are the most powerful force users in the galaxy, and that he keeps them there in order to maintain the balance between light and dark. He also seems very interested in Anakin's destiny as the fabled Chosen One. Anakin claims that he doesn't believe in the prophecy, and the, and Father agrees to let him and his friends leave if Anakin completes a test that will determine the truth.
0: There are some who would like to exploit our power. The Sith are but one. Too much dark or light would be the undoing of life as you understand it. When news reached me that the Chosen One had been found, I needed to see for myself. The Chosen One is a myth. Is it? I should very much like to know. Why don't we find out together? Pass one test. And I shall know the truth. Then,
2: you and your friends
0: may leave.
2: And I love the way this scene started out, man. Tell you what, here's Anakin coming up to this father with his lightsaber right in his face. And it was just like, like real slow. Kind of almost like he did in, in episode three. Just kind of, you know, he thinks he's here in the presence of a Sith Lord. And, uh, we heard in that clip too that here's even Anakin who doesn't even he doesn't even believe in the, the chosen one anymore. You know, and that was mm-hmm. kind of a shock to me that that uh, you know here's Qui Gon who told him, at least I think he told Anakin back long ago, hey you're you're the chosen one, man, you're the one that's supposed to bring balance.
3: Yeah.
2: And all these years later, um, here's Anakin who's who thinks it's just a myth now. And he doesn't actually realize, you know, what he's supposed to become. or And maybe this is some of the frustration that Obi-Wan's feeling, too, when he's talked to uh, Qui-Gon and he said, hey, he's just not getting it. I mean, he's a great Jedi, don't get me wrong. He's just not getting uh, what his true potential is. Um, but, man, fa- fantastic scene with the father here. And he's basically telling him, hey, like we talked about earlier, right? the son and the daughter represent both the light and the dark side. And I'm what he represents is, I'm not even sure, I guess just he's like the overseer of everything um, what'd you get about this uh, and, and they're all force wielders which is weird because he grabs the lightsaber which was a great scene too and it kind of just throws it back in his in his hilt and it yeah. goes out you know cool scene what'd you think of this whole father son daughter force wielding thing
1: yeah it was really interesting um, actually just in the time that that clip was playing I opened up uh, a file of of the episode and just looked at the character's eyes and yes, uh, there isn't anything wrong with Qui Gon's eyes. It's just the lighting. But oh, okay. I still hold to the fact that I don't think that they are what they appear.
2: To be.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mostly because of this scene that followed it, which is the scene of of Father sort of showing his true his true colors mm-hmm. and what he actually is as a Force wielder. Um, it's really interesting. We we've, we've now just come off of a three episode arc about the Night Sisters who are force users that are not Jedi or Sith. Um, and, and we go into yet another arc about force users who are not Jedi or Sith. So, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I think that we're, we're meant to be uh, sort of discovering a much larger world here. Oh, than yeah. That, than yeah. that we thought that Star Wars fit into. So um, I, I think that 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 season title yet again similar to last year so when season four comes around and they give a moniker like secrets revealed or bounty hunters Mm -hmm. uh everybody needs to just ease up and (laughs) calm down it'll come yeah and realize that that these things will happen that if they say that it's clone war season three secrets revealed secrets will be revealed First of all, we found out that Darth Maul's alive.
2: Okay. <laughs> huge secret. Huge yeah. Huge secret,
1: secret revealed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and now we're learning all of these secrets of the Force, and so it definitely has been a season of secrets revealed. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm I I'm glad that this isn't a one-off episode, and that this is in fact a three-episode arc. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's interesting
1: to see that by the third season, what they're essentially doing is they're not doing single episodes anymore.
2: No, no, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, if you take a look at everything that we've seen this season, every episode, I think, has tied into another episode.
3: Right.
1: Uh, whether it be from season three or not is, is kind of up for grabs, but um, I'm fairly certain that if we went back through the, the episode list, Uh, Every single one of these episodes has tied into something else. Mm -hmm. Because the one, two, three, four of the last ones have all tied into other stuff. Uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, so the last four and then the one coming up. Uh, Let's see, episode 11 tied into another storyline. So, (laughs) ten was, what, heroes on both sides. Uh, Did that tie into something else? Maybe what? not directly, but it yeah. had stuff from other stories. Yeah,
2: a lot of them were either prequels or, or sequels to other other stories, whether it be in this season or, or last season or season one. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hunt for Zero tied into the season finale of season one. Yeah. Uh, evil plans tied into that episode as well. To hostage crisis. Hostage crisis. Yeah. Uh, Assassin. Assassin was a one off wasn't it yeah,
2: right, right yeah that was the one with uh
1: nope, it tied into it tied into the whole zero story as well because by the end of it we find out that uh the thing, that it was all yeah that the Laura thing was all tied into the zero the hut story, so mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean like every single one of these episodes is tied into another episode the uh the Academy was tied into the episode that preceded it, which means that corruption was tied into the episode that came after it <laughs> like none of these yeah. none of these are one off episodes they're all uh sphere of influence now let's see sphere of influence might have been one off
2: yeah i don't I don't know it definitely kind of breaking the mold from season one where they were just one offs yeah, now we're getting yeah. like you said into these. Arcing stories and uh, delving into some really deep stuff.
1: Yeah, I think you know what I think that because Supply Lines was a prequel to Ambush, so I think that you know what I Sphere of Influence was the was the s- only single episode of the season so far, mm-hmm. and wow. and even that in like I mean not completely the storyline doesn't follow directly through, but it somewhat relates to Trespass because. Uh, we see that the the guy who was the chairman is no longer the chairman in this episode, right? And I think that that's sort of addressed it at some point or another. Mm. But yeah, so wow, it's really interesting to see that the series has gone in that direction that that it's not about one-off episodes anymore. Now it's all about these yeah. overarching stories, which yeah, that's great. One, yeah. like if we go back to season one. I think like half the episodes are one-off episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or at least they were originally shown as one-off episodes. But now we know them to be part of two or three episode arcs. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of the way that is because Rookies would have been a one-off episode at one point in time, but now it's not. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Like, like,
1: going, going back, yeah. Yeah, definitely. so. But that's
2: yeah. good, though. I like that. I'm, like you said, I, I can't see this. I would, I would be upset if this ended like this and we didn't get to yeah. see anything else. Yeah. So this is great. And then, you know, the scene ends with, uh, with the father telling Anakin, well, you know, you don't believe you're the Chosen One. Here you go. Let's, let's take a test, and we'll, yeah. we'll truly find out uh, where your destiny lies. So uh, uh, I'll continue. As Obi-Wan and Ahsoka walk along the planet's surface, night turns to day, and the entire landscape changes around them. Ahsoka continues to worry about her master, but Obi-Wan assures her that Anakin will be fine. Then, out of nowhere, two giant winged beasts swoop down from the sky and grab them. Here we go with the griffin and <laughs> Don't the... Don't you hate it
1: when that happens? <laughs> out of nowhere, a giant winged beast swoops yeah, up. The
2: yeah, these beasts come at him. Uh, yeah, the griffin and the gargoyle. I got it right this time.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Uh, let's see. The father brings Anakin to the center of a large open arena at the back of the monastery. Seems familiar. Um, I kind of like episode 2 His children fly in Carrying Obi-Wan and Ahsoka And set down on opposite ends of the floor The father has ordered them To kill Anakin's friends And he leaves it up to Anakin to decide Which of them will live The sky begins to change And light shines through the floor As Anakin draws on the massive amount of force energy Around him He is able to force both son and daughter To release their captives Then he slams them both into the wall of the arena. Both creatures get back up and advance on Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, but Anakin throws them to the ground. He forces them down onto their knees before him, and they transform back into their more human-looking forms. The father tells Anakin that only the Chosen One could have controlled both of his children. He orders everyone else to leave them alone, and he privately reveals to Anakin that he is dying. He claims that, he is, that it is the destiny of the Chosen One to take his place and maintain the balance between his children. Anakin refuses the responsibility, and the father warns him that if he does not stay, his selfishness will have severe consequences for the entire galaxy.
2: And we'll finish up and we'll talk about this here. Yeah. Uh, the Jedi shuttle reappears on a platform in front of the monastery, and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka board the ship, and Anakin takes one last look at the monastery, before following his companions on board and leaving the planet.
0: Do you feel your destiny? You must see it now. I am dying. And you must replace me. Replace you? I can't stay here. But this This is is yours. It has been foretold. The Chosen One will remain to keep my children in balance. No. I cannot force you to do this. The choice must be yours. But leave, and your selfishness shall haunt you. And the galaxy. Ready to get out of here?
2: Oh, what a way to end! Holy mackerel! But before we get to that, Mike, totally. let's talk about this unbelievable scene. And this is when I talked earlier about intense. This is where it got intense when the, when the father brings, uh, you know, his son and daughter, and yeah. he tells Anakin, "You got to choose." Holy mackerel! This is—I mean, I had to put down. Usually, I take notes when I watch this. I had to put the book down and just watch this because this was incredible. This is what. Here's, here's the first thing, Mike. When we, we get to see a lot of these, you know, Savage and Asajj, and they show all these incredible force powers, and we go, you know, why can't the Jedi do this once in a while? Why can't they throw out a, yeah. a, a double choke or a force line or whatever? But this was so awesome for me with Anakin because you get to see his true force power right here. And just the whole, the whole scene, the darkness, the, the, the musical cues... Um, and him taking both these giant creatures, uh, using the force, raising them up. Uh, they drop, you know, Ahsoka and Obi Wan, and mm-hmm. then he and then he brings them down. And then he, not to mention that, then he tells them, "Get on your knees," you know, in this weird voice, you know. Yeah. He, he gets them on their knees by the force, and they're and they're forced to go back into their, uh, I guess you'd call it human form, um, whatever the form that you want to call that. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Like I said, this was intense. And, you know, was Anakin channeling a little bit of the dark side there? I don't know. I think he was just using, uh, at first I was like, what is he going to do? You know, he's got to choose here. Is this part of uh, what kind of turns him? Is him kind of choosing one over the other? But no, he actually goes and saves both of them. Um, We'll get into the very end in a second here, but I want to get your thoughts on on this scene with Anakin and showing his true force ability
1: right here? Uh, Well, it's, uh, it's so hard to put into words.
3: Yeah.
1: How I feel about this, about this scene, because so much of it is in the visuals and just in the, it is. Yeah. It's just in what happens. It's so difficult to explain kind of what's going on in your head as you're watching it, because what you're seeing is like, and it's also difficult because it kind of flies in the face of a lot of the things that I feel about Star Wars. So it's difficult for me to, to look at it and, and on the one hand go like, wow, what an amazing scene. How crazy. So cool to see this and to sort of get some of those answers that we're looking for, that sort of thing. At the same time, it really throws into question. like It, it answers the question of the chosen one, which yeah. has always been something that i felt really strongly about that that anakin wasn't the chosen one and that uh, luke is the chosen one because mm-hmm. luke is the one who brings balance to the force and i don't mean in numbers or in uh in like crude terms like they seem to 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 apply it most of the time like most people talk about it and they go well who brought balance to the force well you know like uh vader like Anakin's the one who did because he kills... He, he frees himself from being Vader and then destroys the Emperor, so there's no more Sith, so the Force is balanced. Mm-hmm. Well, the Force was unbalanced before Vader and the Emperor. And it's going to be unbalanced after, unless somebody changes the way that the Jedi exists. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Luke is the one who does that. Luke Luke changes it. Because before that... Like, the Jedi were completely unbalanced in the other direction. There, there was... A, like, balance is about having good and evil. Good light and evil, and, right. You know, like... Right. Light can't exist without darkness, and it's the other way around. Darkness doesn't exist without light.
3: hmm
1: So, you have to have one to have the other, and when you've got the Jedi on the one hand, who've had, you know, been reigning, essentially, for thousands of years... Um, thousands of generations or thousands of years depending on which character you're going to listen to because I think Yoda says one thing and the Emperor says another and Palpatine says another thing so uh, in the movies it's kind of confusing but uh, in any case for a really long time the Jedi have been the peacekeepers in the Old Republic and all that sort of thing Um, and that to me is not that's not balanced that's that's the light like, overshadowing sort of, like, the dark overpowering yeah. the dark. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so we kind of get an answer here of what it means to be the chosen one, but uh, I don't know that this necessarily balances the force in the way that I wanted to balance the force, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yes, clearly Anakin has an ability to control both of these characters, the, the, the son and the daughter who are light and dark side respectively. Um, But is that all that that means? Like, is that all that the prophecy is about? Here's the biggest problem. We've never heard the prophecy. Right. We've never gotten the prophecy. So all we know is that it's prophesied that that there would be a chosen one. And that the chosen one would possibly be a virgins in the Force, I guess? I don't know. That's never actually directly addressed. It's only ever inferred that the fact that Anakin is a virgins, that he has no father... Mm-hmm. That he just was, all of a sudden, that 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 makes him the chosen one. Um, I think we might get an answer to some of those questions a little bit later, but here's the problem: like that's going to fly in the face of some EU. I think because I think that there's something that that Darth Plagueis is the one who, mm-hmm. who you know, put that there.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, who put Anakin? You know, like who essentially created Anakin? Right. Um, so, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's kind of acceptable, going to be acceptable to me. Like, if it if it was maybe one of these characters, if it was father or that's not, daughter, that, which that's is something. Why, that it, yeah. it seems to be leaning that way, right? Like, I I don't know. Or if there's another character that we don't even know about yet that that maybe had something to do with this.
2: That's what Fine. I'm wondering: Are we going to get the 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 uh, the prophecy in these episodes? Are we going to yeah. get? Are we going to get uh, to why? Um, you know, yeah. like like you're just saying, Anakin's. You know, are we? Is he going to? Ha- does Anakin have a father? Was he created by one of these Force wheelers? Was he created by the father to to, to replace him? You know, what I mean, like he says, like the yeah. father says, "You're here to replace me." Yeah. Um, in the balance, so yeah. Like I said, tons of questions like I said earlier. Um, this is just kinda of, just kinda of, you know, barely get scratching the yeah. surface here. So we'll see. But it's
1: you know what's really interesting? And one thing that just occurred to me now as we're discussing this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: this is very Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Indy is sort of asked to do the same thing. And, yes. and and although like Indy doesn't have to worry about the light side or the dark side so he can kind of just go, well, I don't want the grail, so I'm just going to leave. But uh, he gets in there, he gets the grail. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie that came out over, <laughs> like, it's, what is it, 20 years ago? This it's got to be 20, yeah, yeah. I think it was 91. Um, in any case, uh, a movie that's been out for far too long for spoilers to apply. But uh, at the end of the movie, they, they get into the chamber where there is this knight who's been in there. For the hundreds of years, protecting the Grail, right. and he says, "Well, good. Now I can die because you're here. One day, one day a knight would come to to relieve me, and and right. that's that's you, Indy, and and you know, it's very similar. It's a yeah, similar, interesting. You know, How did you think of that? Which yeah. is interesting because they're both ideas that came from George Lucas, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. You can
1: yeah. you can start to see sort of the correlation there, and yeah. that this is a theme. That uh, that he's thought about before, and so there's some there's some deeper meaning here, for George obviously, mm-hmm. about what it means to sort of have to have to take over, the, let's call it the family business so to speak, <laughs> right? Because that's yeah. kind of how it seems. Is like it's it's like father is saying to Anakin, like, look, you got to take over for me. I'm done. I'm not always going to be here to 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 run the shop, <laughs> you know. And eventually, you got to take over. And yeah. he's saying, no, I don't want to. I want yeah. to go my own person, which, um, which is a really interesting thing to look at. And I think if, I, if only I knew George's uh, his biography a little bit better and I could sort of pull from that and see if maybe there was something akin to that in his, in his history that maybe he's pulling this story from. But you can tell that there's clearly something. Mm-hmm. that there's that there's some deeper aspect to this for George Lucas uh, that he, it wouldn't it wouldn't appear in two of his biggest works in such an apparent way if that weren't the case
2: mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah
1: there's a whole lot of like taking up the mantle and that sort of thing right right that, that he shows in a lot of his stuff I mean Qui-Gon does it to Obi-Wan Obi-Wan does it to Luke you mm-hmm. know Right. Luke says to Leia that if he doesn't make it back that it's going to be her job like there's a lot of that like if I can't finish this you're going to have to finish it for me. Yeah. That sort of thing, you know. Yeah. It's really interesting.
2: Interesting, stuff, yeah, and and uh like you said Anakin is shows that that he is he is the chosen one because he yeah. can t- basically tame for lack of a better word tame both the light and the dark side. And it's I'm going to it's going to be kind of funny to see or interesting to see what uh, you know, obviously Obi Wan and Ahsoka saw this, so yeah. now they know he's the Chosen One. Um, so
1: it's yeah, interesting verified to see there. Yeah, so well, there he's got he's, he's now got a verified Twitter account as the Chosen.
2: One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So wow, interesting stuff on this stuff, and and I like I said, I'll say it again. It was for me it was very intense. Uh, some great stuff. Musical cues were big in this episode. We saw oh,
1: huge. episode
2: one with Qui Gon. We got a little yeah. bit of that, and of course there, you heard the very end.
1: There's a little bit of the Emperor. There was yeah. a little tiny taste of it a couple of times in the episode of that 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 tone that he has, like that that musical tune right, from right. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That was just yeah. I, oh man, sort of that theme of the dark side. Oh yeah, and there was the great. theme of the force as well. So
2: yeah and then of course at the very end you got just a slight hint of the Imperial March as the shuttle is flying away oh wow what a way to end it great stuff great stuff anyway that is the recap for Overlords Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes we got two more episodes to delve into this Force Wielders and the Father and the Son and the whole uh, Chosen One thing so Mm -hmm. this was just number one so uh, it's time for the mailbag huh Yep. Let's all do right, it. All right. Let's see what we got.
0: Excuse me, but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter. We're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for: Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, GI Joe and comics, comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics. Right across the street from Metropolis. Hold on. Wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? and well, now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store. Did you just jump for joy. Stranger things have happened. For instance, some people badly want to shop- with us online but then they forget the website don't let this happen to you www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com the secret stash online
1: uh everything's under control here situation normal what happened we uh had a slight weapons malfunction but everything's perfectly all right we're fine we're we're all fine here now thank you how are you Uh
2: all right i wanted to to point out uh as far as the mailbag, I just I wanted to point out a couple of uh, Facebook posts, and uh, mm-hmm. the first one is Andrew leighton Workantine. He says, uh, Clone Wars is awesome. Even though I'm living in Asia, I have still seen every episode, and I hope the creators make lots more episodes. And I also have a question, is there going to be a season four? And uh, I believe I responded to him on the Facebook, but... Uh, there is going to be a season four there's going to be uh like we learned earlier this year mike um, as many episodes as you know if or as many seasons as uh as long as we keep watching you know as long yeah. as the ratings are there I, I mean obviously I don't think this thing is going to go nine seasons or anything like that um at least I don't think so but you uh, don't think so oh I, I
1: could see it very easily going ten are you serious are you thinking go yeah. that long huh I don't know yeah. i just, I can't see it even going that long i, 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 I you know what, I don't know. like every Every time they do one of these storylines, we get, uh, like, one storyline in three episodes that maybe covers a couple of days of the war. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of ground to cover in three years. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, I mean, it definitely can go that far. 365 times three, so that's a lot of days.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. I mean, I'd be down for it, but, um, because they had talked, you know, we always, we've heard that 100 episode thing for years now. Yeah. Um, now they've gone away from that, saying, you know, the ratings are good, and we'll we'll do them. And they're having fun with it, obviously. And George looks like he's, and you know, he's heavily involved in these writings, as we learned from Dave Filoni, that a lot of this stuff is directly coming from him. So uh, we'll see. though they, you know, like I said, they they put it out there. As long as we're watching, they'll keep doing it. So uh, yeah, it could be up to ten. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the so other one tw- is
1: Twenty five episodes a season, let's say. Yeah, which is not quite what it hits. It hits about 22, 23, right? It's 22 um, twenty two so far. Twenty two. Okay, yeah. so I uh, that well tw- twenty five per per season. Let's say just give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they'll want to do more episodes one season or another. Two hundred and fifty episodes in season in ten seasons. Yeah. So with two hundred and fifty episodes, uh, it's uh, let's see three hundred and sixty five days times three for three years. Mm-hmm. That's a thousand ninety five. And then we'll divide that by what did I say? Two hundred and fifty? Right. So uh four point three eight. If each if each one of these stories on average takes four days, you could fit, you could fit a it. thousand stories into no, I don't know. <laughs> None of that. Your math's wrong? Any sense. <laughs> Is your math wrong? But, What's going on here? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying like that's a lot of room. That's a lot of room yeah. for a lot of stuff. So
2: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, yeah. And then Chris uh, Grog also posted on Facebook. He says, hey, guys, thanks for picking my post for Forum Post of the Week. I finally feel like my fandom has become legit. Thanks again, and keep up the good work. May the force be with you. So thanks to Andrew and Chris for commenting on Facebook. And like Mike said a couple episodes ago, uh, get your friends over to Facebook, and we'll have some more chatter over there. And uh, don't hesitate to send in some mail, too. We need some mail. Um, So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, Forum post of the week, Mike. What what do you got here? I guess somebody's calling you out.
1: Uh, Okay, I do want to call out, Mike, on something he said in this episode. This is for episode 65. You mentioned that you don't want Darth Maul as a force ghost or something like that. Well, it is possible. In Star Wars Legacy Volume 1 graphic novel, Darth Krayt used used Sith holocrons to call up four Sith Lords. And guess what? They were Sith ghosts. I just wanted to mention that. Well, here's what I have to say to that. Uh, <laughs> who, is, you. who is Obi-Wan 94? We know who that is, don't we? He's been on the, uh, the old forums and he came over to the new forums. I'm not... Uh, okay. I can't remember. I, I, it's, we know who it is by name, but I can't think of who it is right now. Uh, In any case, Obi-Wan 94, who I cannot call out by name because I can't recall who you are right now because <laughs> you could be a great many people. Yeah, um, yeah well, you know what? Legacy sucks. So hey, watch it! I
2: like Legacy.
1: No, Legacy sucks. <laughs> Come on, it didn't Darth, suck. Darth Talon is one of the lamest characters ever designed, ever created. I wasn't big on Darth Talon, but
2: Crate was pretty good.
1: And uh, they did—they
2: did use—they did, use, did use the Force Ghost, but of course, you know we're talking comic books here. You know this is not any George yeah, Lucas. Comics,
1: comics don't count for any sort of continuity whatsoever. Yeah. If comics counted for continuity, there would be a whole lot of stories in the marvel comics that would really screw up our continuity yeah like the whole timeline would be shot so uh yeah no i gotta say that like when it when it comes to uh, my personal continuity comics come at the bottom of the list and if it's a comic that i've never read then it doesn't exist (laughs) so (laughs) i can't believe you said you don't like
2: uh legacy
1: I, you know what i haven't read legacy Legacy. i just Uh see
2: i caught you now
1: I just don't like the aesthetic <laughs> of a lot of it. Like a lot of it, it and, and just, I don't know. I don't like what's it. Who's who's the Skywalker? Cade. And he's Cade. The, uh, yeah. He's like, I don't a, like, him. Yeah, I don't like him. He's
2: definitely different. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's got like a force healing ability. Um, and he's definitely got the shades of Anakin in him. You know, he's, He's he's a kind but of a bounty he starts, hunter. First. he
1: starts off as not even being a Jedi, right? Like he's, he he's a bounty off, hunter. Yeah, yeah, as a bounty hunter, and that's all, we're talking. What like two generations after? So he's like, is he is he Ben's son? Like is he Ben Skywalker's son? Or uh, he is, is he um, yeah. Ben's grandson. I think he's
2: the grandson. I'm trying to think now. It's been a while since I finished reading that, but um, he's like the third generation down from from Luke, and he gets visions from Luke and all that. So.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, you're not. It's not I just don't you. like right, it. that's fine. I, I just that's don't fine. like that that's a couple gen- <laughs> <laughs> of so like generations removed from Luke Skywalker, the greatest Jedi who has ever lived, who single-handedly reformed the Jedi Order, uh, it, like his family's already gone wayward. That doesn't make any sense to me, and that, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. That just, like, when it comes to character motivations and stuff like that, I just can't see that happening
3: yeah
1: uh so like right there your entire like with that basis your entire story is flawed for me so i find it really difficult to get into that and to to sort of uh, because if i read it and then i liked it i would have to agree with that as a possible future and i don't agree with that as a possible future yeah so
2: yeah i don't i don't read anything any comics and all that anything i read that's not i always go into knowing i know this is just for fun and it's kind of cool to read yeah. about what other... I mean, like, are, but,
1: yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't agree with any of the future post, uh, post-Darkness post Trilogy. Darkness Trilogy is the end of Star Wars for me right now. Mm-hmm. Because nothing that has come after that has been worth reading, mm-hmm. has been worth getting into for me. Like, everything that I've heard has just been ridiculousness. And so... You, you bring up legacy as, as a point of contention for me, like like to try and call me out, then it's not going to work because I'll just say, well, that stuff's junk, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, well, it's it's not, <laughs> you know I mean? it's
2: not canon, and I, I know he's trying to make a point, but yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Uh, it, it, in all intents and purposes, I don't think Darth Maul is coming back as a, as a ghost. I mean, I think he's going to be coming back Right now, I'm thinking he's, the way they talk in that episode, I think he's coming back in in some kind of a live form, whether he gets, you know,
1: mechanical yeah. legs or uh, no legs or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. but uh, um, I kind of you know what I see him coming back as as being in uh, kind of like a mechanical chair, like like the throne that that uh, that Nuke Gunray yeah. cruises around on, mm-hmm. because I could very easily see them taking like having the the trade federation because they were currently like at the time that that happened that he died Mm -hmm. or apparently i don't use my quote fingers um at the time that he died on naboo they were technically in control of the planet so it's very possible that in those last minutes of that battle and everything happening and then like the droid control ship getting blown up and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that i that somewhere in there, someone from the the Trade Federation managed to find Maul, and keep him alive long enough to to sort of put him in like a Darth Vader sort of situation where he's half machine, half Iridonian, mm-hmm. so or half Zabrak, whatever you're gonna call him. Right. Uh, so like I could I could very easily see it being tied into that, and him being attached to some sort of a walking Sith chair thing but that like they that sidious doesn't know and like nobody else knows mm-hmm. that it, that for some reason uh the night sisters know but you know yeah, yeah. that it's that it's this big secret and that that's why yeah so that's where i kind of see it going that's what i see happening uh there you i go. can be really wrong because i've been wrong before yeah. but uh yeah that's, all right
2: well there you go Obi-Wan 94. there is your rebuttal and, uh, but hey, keep posting though, and call out Mike as much as you want, I don't care. Anyway, uh, we're going to go to, uh, before we hit the end here in the upcoming episode description, I do have to give away the Clone Wars signed uh, encyclopedia by Dave Filoni with a sketch. So I'm going to do that now. I have about 12 or 13 names, I can't remember, um, from the forums. All you had to do was post in the forums. Uh, so I got the names, I'm going to be pulling them out of a hat. So... Without further ado, here we go. And the winner is... Kredar. The winner is Kredar. I think I'm saying that right. It's it's in the forums. Uh, The the forum name is is Kredar. So, Kredar, you are the winner of the Clone Wars Encyclopedia signed by Dave Filoni. So, what you got to do is either... Send us an email, send me an email, send me an email actually, or or uh, send me a PM in the forums with your full name and address and I'll uh, try to get that to you out this week. So congratulations to Kredar, and we got a lot more stuff to give away in the future here. Yeah. We got some t-shirts, we got some posters, so um, tell your friends and uh, be on the lookout for that. Look in the forums and listen to the show. So. With that, Mike, we will get to our next episode, which is called The Altar of Mortis, and uh, the title of the tag here is, As the Jedi attempt to escape Mortis, Ahsoka is taken captive as a lure to seduce Anakin Skywalker to join the dark side. As Anakin battles against dark forces, the father attempts to stop a confrontation between his children, which threatens to unbalance the force completely.
0: an all-new episode of star wars the clone wars look out even jedi can't escape this mysterious planet that easily we are in the middle of something we don't truly understand so when ahsoka goes missing anakin's going after her ahsoka let's get out of here but what if the dark side gets to her first i don't need you anymore don't miss part two of a special three part star wars the clone wars event secrets will be revealed next friday at 8:30 37 30 central Holy only on cartoon network I-
2: and there you go. That's our next episode. And we saw that image in the trailer, Mike. And you were right. That mm-hmm. uh, trailer we got after the uh, Savage Press arc looked like it was all dealing with, uh, with these three episodes. Um, yep. So we're going to get to it right now, right? This next episode coming up this Friday. Good stuff.
1: Yep. So um, you're saying I was right then? Is that what you're saying? Oh gosh, so maybe I Obi-Wan 94 should just listen to me <laughs> when I say that.
2: You are right about some things from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway yeah i know you're right and uh yeah looking forward to see where we go we're gonna get the middle here and uh looks like we might see ahsoka in some sort of uh some sort of problem here some sort of problem trying to get anakin to go to the dark side here we go yeah. anyway so that's gonna do it for us this week though mike you uh, ready to take us out
1: that is it, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, do not forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, username Clone Wars at twitter.com/slash Clone Wars. Uh, you can join our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Clone Wars Podcast, and as always, join us on the Star Wars Daily forums at forum.starwarsdaily.com, and uh, you can get in on the action and uh, and converse oh, yeah. with us and and our awesome people over there on the forums uh you can also email us as always at mike at clone wars Podcast.com and matt at clone wars yes. uh the emails have sort of been slowing down so everybody i uh, yeah jump on jump, there. Up, jump on the internet send us yeah. an email let us know what you think about these episodes and uh you can even complain to me about the fact that i don't like legacy or that uh all of that stuff that comes after <laughs> Yeah, Jedi order and call and him out darkness trilogy sucks because it does it's all terrible boba fett being heavily involved in any of the stories is lame it's bad <laughs> I don't like
2: it let's go folks you heard it now yeah get on the emails call, call him out you know what even better send a, a a an mp3 with so we can hear your voice calling michael that's <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I want to totally. <laughs> Don't Uh, don't hide
1: behind a screen name. I want to hear your real name, (laughs) so I can yes,
2: yes, definitely. So there, and and we've got some good good prizes coming your way too. So uh, yes, we do. Definitely get involved with Frontlines.
1: Can can I reference last week's episode for the for the contest that we've got? Actually, I'll just let you know, it is uh, a fan art. You guys just got to send in some sort of Frontlines fan art, and I'm gonna choose the best. So you can email that in. You can post it on the forums. You can, uh, in in the front lines uh, section of the forums. In fact, I will create a uh, a, a topic or whatever. So I uh, yes, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna do that. And and if you want to post your stuff, then I uh, then get in there, do that. And cool. uh, that's it. That's that's us. For that's this week. it. All but, right.
2: We're all done, and we will see you guys next uh, week. We're all fine. Here now. We're all fine? <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Later. Well,
0: another close to another wonderful show. Obi Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.